0: Hello, welcome back to the View Church podcast. This is Jake, the host of this podcast. And in this episode, we want to visit and maybe even revisit a core value of View Church. If you've been following along early, early on in the episodes, um, we all sat down and talked about some of the core values of the church and um, obviously had the elders come on and talk about uh, how they saw their core values and, you know, core values we mean this in the best way they can become kind of a buzzword, but this is really coming from a place of authenticity. And one of the things that when I would go and visit churches or would be exploring churches, I would really would have liked to have known what they were about, you know, some of their values so that I could know when I was showing up a little bit about kind of the backdrop of why they're there, why they're doing what they're, why even have another church in Nashville, some of those things. And so this episode is really focused in on getting to know one of the core values of View Church is really this Blending and it's and I'm sure George, you can talk about how that's probably hard to navigate at times, but blending the old and the new by having, um, you know, we're Christianity's been around for a long time, and there's these ancient traditions, and now we're living in hyper change in a fast environment with technology, and it seems overwhelming. And it's really this blending of the two that View Church has a core belief that we have things in our past that we should really honor and hold on to. And as you mentioned early on on the podcast, I thought it was before we started to record, that each episode and theme that we've done has really been on ancient texts. We've gone through the Psalms, we've gone through um, the Beatitudes and all these other things. And so... It's already embedded in the podcast, and I know that when people show up, you know they kind of want to know what do you guys teach on, what's your theology, all those questions. And I find this to be a core value that kind of gives a little bit of um, perspective into some of that. So, George, do you want to talk a little bit about um, this core value and, and how it, what it, why it means so much to you, and kind of how it shows up in uh, the way that View Church approaches um, their work here in the world?
1: It's always been. Um a challenge for me how i remember on my drive to church as a little boy i was so curious about all the different church buildings yeah right <laughs> and you know why they all had different names and yeah. i used to ask my mom what about this church mm. oh they don't have the full gospel what about this church <laughs> oh they don't believe so and so and so mm. and there was always something negative about most of the church buildings on the way to church now my um makes my mom sound really horrible. Hopefully she's Um, not a listener. We just lost a listener. No, she she (laughs) since um you know understands now that there is just this undeniable beauty and diversity within the body Mm. of Christ. And often the thing that we come to Christ in initially we think that it's the whole enchilada. Mm. You know, and You know, it has all the truth and nothing but the truth, so help us God. Right. right. And then hopefully we mature a little more and recognize that each part um, has a unique role to play Mm. and and they're a gift to the world in a a very beautiful way. Well, this may be a surprise um, to some people, but we're not the first to come this way. Mm, Right. (laughs) Um, We are actually not. the ones that have finally gotten it all right. Mm. I think often we lack humility and understanding that um, to know where we're going, we have to know where we've been. Mm. And we stand on the shoulders and on um, the journey of many faithful saints that have gone before us. And I think sometimes in, um, you know, like I'm tempted that we only see things from our modern perspective and uh, I think in a lot of ways that leaves us in the shallow end mm. of uh, a beautiful river and stream that, mm. we, you know, we should be swimming in. So I know one of the things for us is that's um, important to us and that we value is that we don't um, we don't suffocate the present with mm. the past that. You know, like there was this one time in our history where we got it all right. Mm. And, you know, now we got to stay true to that forever, for all of eternity. Right. Um, You know, I just don't think that's the most helpful healing path or the most life-giving way. But neither does, you know, uh, drowning out, uh, you know, the past with just the present. There's somehow this bounce between the two. And there's something creative where the past and the present can come together and it, um, it roots us and grounds us mm. being connected to this beautiful tradition that we have come from. But also knowing that the Spirit of God is living and active and the words of the Scripture mm. are living and active. And so the Spirit of God is taking the past and the present and bringing something really beautiful into um, this moment that we live in that in a lot of ways reintroduces us to mm. Old things that we've forgotten about, and also new things that we've never seen and experienced before. Right. So, I just think healthy spirituality and um, a place of faith where people gather, we should have both of those dynamics going on at the same time. So, I think we're really uh,
0: opening our hearts to how we can do that. Mm. And I, it reminds me of how Jesus seemed to approach, you know, his own. Um, when he was teaching and talking, you know, he'd always reference uh, when he was talking with the Pharisees or whoever else. He'd always reference ancient texts. It was it was interesting because he didn't come in and use different language and rewrite different things. He was coming at the current situation with these ancient truths to say, but it doesn't say this here. And he's 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 not only he's using the words against them, but he was he was showing them that he wasn't there to abolish. Uh, Judaism. He was enjoy. He was there to to embrace and to live within his Judaism, but he was trying to, you know, come from a. As we talked about in this last episode, come. It had gotten a little off center on the heart. I mean, they were doing some very non heart based activities, you know, and they had gotten in their heads. I mean, it's your classic when the mind takes over and right or wrong and all these rules and all this other kind of stuff. he's like, you guys are missing it, but you're not missing. It wasn't missed in the past text. You're misunderstanding it. And I think that's the, the hardest part of, the modern dilemma is because we have Google and YouTube and uh, with Google, we can know everything. And with Facebook, we can be everywhere. And, you know, we think that we're so evolved and we're so smart that we often, I mean, I I hate to say this, but we often think of anything in the past. They're just kind of dumb. I mean, they just don't get it. They They don't know what we know now. But yet, as we reference in so many of these past podcast episodes, these ancient texts, that science is just now proving what they wrote about thousands of years ago. And so there is this uh, I think you called it Christ humility on the beginning before we started to record. And I wanted to ask you a little bit more about that because I do think that the the natural inclination of the church world now is to just to brand themselves as a new kind of something or a different kind of something and 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 we're doing it differently over here. And and it's just kind of the same thing that just keeps popping up over and over again where it's like they're wrong, we're right. And to me, it's it's it lacks that humility to say, listen, like there of course there's things about our past as as, as Christianity that were not great. I mean, we all own that. But there are also just as many points in in texts and teachers that were illuminating that we can still learn an enormous from just because they didn't have Google and they didn't have you know email doesn't mean that they didn't have something back there that can help us right now. And I think that's something that. You've, you've talked a lot about, I think
1: one of the, the most compelling things for me about Jesus was his brilliance to Mm. take something, um, that came from the tradition that he came from that perhaps was misunderstood and to reinterpret it Mm. in a way that made all the difference in the moment that they were living in. Mm. And I, I, there's, you know, I wish I could go back and just go, wow, like, right. Did he just say that? Like, that is a more beautiful way Mm. to to understand that. And one of my mentors, um, uh, Thomas Merton, he speaks of it in this way. He calls it a living tradition of Mm. faith that we're a part of. And he says that there is this current of uninterrupted vitality that, you know, blends both the past and the present Mm. together. And, uh, you know, I I know the Hebrew prophets, uh, they they loved their tradition, um, but they loved it enough to critique it. Mm. And, you know, I think Jesus, that's the stream that he came out of was uh, the stream of a, of a Hebrew prophet that loved what they were a part of so much that they were truthful. Mm. And, um, you know, being truthful in love was kind of a hallmark of their prophetic identity. Mm. And so, Jesus is helping us understand these texts in a way that does heal and helps and brings the God who made us all to the center um, so that we can all experience in that God. Um, um, the other thing is, is that uh, Thomas Merton talks about how we should allow the present. Um, to freely challenge the past mm. and the past to scrutinize the present. Mm. You know, both going both ways on those things, I think can lead us to a more hopeful, enduring kind of, of faith. But yeah, I think we all need the humility to be aware that there are some new things that mm. God's put in our hearts, but we're certainly not the first to come this way. Mm. And so if it does have any ounce of of the divine in it, then we should be able to find it somewhere in our past. Yes.
0: And I, I, I am so glad you had love Thomas Merton, by the way, it's just, that was a beautiful uh, way of putting it. And I think that one thing that's always drawn me to um, being around you and um, Jeff is that you, you both always have a way of arguing in a good way. It's almost like you guys have this great little dance that y'all do where you're, you argue for the sake of, getting to some sort of truth. It's You're not bickering. It's like you're just... And I know Jeff's really great at that. Jeff always is asking questions just to kind of get you to question the certain things of your past, but... He was a speech champion, so he yeah. loves to debate. <laughs> I could so see that. Uh, we, we, should have, we should have him come on and do some kind of speech debate. That would be hilarious. We'll narrate it. But, um, but what, what, I, what I was just thinking about as you were talking about that is... Um, it seems like Christianity has been more about what they're against than they're for in, in regards to how they're formed. And so um, there's this group that that is aimed at protecting the past from the current world, right? So the opposition is the current world. It's the, it's the world out there that, by God, they're trying to take our ancient truths and we're not going to let them. But then you have the other group. That's just as oppositional, but their their enemy is these past people who listen. These past people had it all wrong. That's the problem. Now we're going to go solve it by being the new evolved group that's different. And and I think that what's what's interesting in there is it's like two pendulums swinging on either side. It's like, and I I love the blend of wisdom to say, let's just stop opposing. And, and embracing, let's let's have an embracing Christianity that says we own all of this, and we're apart. I, I loved how you said in the beginning of this that you are apart. You even said it in the, your your. Um you're, you're in, in our in-person service. Listen, you are one of many great churches here in Bellevue and Nashville. You are closely connected with Crosspoint. You have so many connections with Crosspoint. They've been um, a, a close uh, friendships for you, and you actively support. So it's it's this beautiful thing of saying, you know, we believe in um, the way that we come at it, but we're not the end-all be-all. And I think that's just such a, a warmth for someone that would be visiting, to know that you're not claiming to be the best and the brightest and you just want to to be of service to me that would be really welcome. The scriptures talk about how it's
1: like, you know, the hand telling mm-hmm. you know, the head that it's the whole body. You know, it's yeah. no, it's like we all resurrect the part of Christ that we've been given the gift to resurrect mm-hmm. and so we see in part because that's our gift to the world to to bring this part of the body of Christ to Right. To the world that we live in, but to think that somehow your part is the whole part, mm. you know, uh, actually works against mm. the whole. Mm. So uh, we, we need humility. And Jesus, you know, his his way of understanding tradition was creative. Mm. It was always about reviving and, and innovating and making an ancient truth um, more real and yes. more experiential um, in the present. So yeah, tradition gets a bad name, like it's dead. Mm -hmm. And yet Jesus taught us tradition is creative Mm -hmm. and it's alive Mm -hmm. and it's living and active. So, um, that is a different way of, of thinking about it that, um, you know, does bring it into the present moment, but Jesus showed us how to do that.
0: Yeah. And I think when it comes to a core value, um, I I think people will be relieved to know that when they come to view Church, they're not going to get your your bulletin that's got the five core values that they must believe, right? Like your core value is really more so for your own, you and Jeff, to make sure that, hey, this is something that we've valued in our own spiritual lives. Because I know that with you and Jeff, it really comes from, your own personal spiritual experience that you're walking through versus something that you're trying to teach on and prove to others, you're saying, listen, this is still alive for me. I know we were talking um, in uh, an episode ago where, you know, the pandemic has given all reasons not to show up in church. Why not just turn this whole thing into some kind of audio program or something you can sit on? But when you show up, there's nothing like it. There's, it it still has meaning. And, And the church was, based in houses a long time ago. They got together. And it seems like the tradition has always been around getting around. Um, and, and, and technology is seemingly trying to separate all of us and trying to, you know, a lot of the future stuff is trying to take us away from meeting each other. Yet our tradition reminds us, no, our tradition is built on getting together. Our tradition is built on tuning our hearts by being together. We know that even though technology is great and Facebook is great, that's not real connection. And the And the Bible is showing us like, to tune your heart, you need to be around other people. Like you, you're you created to love each other. And I, I think that, again, that's one of those ancient traditions that we need to find new ways to recreate. And I know that y'all are taking that very seriously.
1: Jesus was constantly reminding his first century world of others. Mm. It's like he used the <laughs> scripture to go, wait, have you forgot about these, this group of people? Have you forgot right. about that group of people? Because um, it really is about us... Uh, being more connected and realizing that we're all connected mm. in a, a deep way. I just want to, um, the tradition that we hope to be a part of, it's this. It's the the tradition that um, believes in the healing and restoration of all things. Mm. That there is a way to participate with God in the present. There's a way to understand that... Um, for thousands of years um, and tens of thousands of years people have been invited to participate with God Mm. to bring something more beautiful to the world and it's really about joining God it's about participating with God in some meaningful way that um, blends the past with the present Mm. but then also um, points us into a beautiful future Mm. uh, together and this is where God's at work and so The tradition we want to be a part of is, you know, joining the stream of that, Mm. and then carrying it forward in a beautiful way for the part that we're to carry, Mm. you know, day in and day out, and take it forward. So that's the tradition that we're a part of, and that we want to continue to uh, to to connect to. And I would just say this that, um, you know, in church work, uh, you know, it could become about your self-promoted project. Mm. Um, and it seems that Jesus, it seems that God, he's not into that at all. Mm. It's about the human building project. And so the more we could have the humility to um, to use our gifts, to play our part, to be the kind of community that helps God build the human project that mm. he started a long time ago, and we're just now joining mm. our part of it, um, that's where we can be a part of the the living tradition that Thomas Merton talks about. That's the way we could be a part of what Jesus calls the kingdom of God. And so uh, that's how we, that's how we get there mm. with humility, following Jesus's model and then bearing, you know, to have the humility to recognize that we're certainly not the first to come this way. And we have so much that we can learn mm. from the past and so much that, the spirit of God will give us for the present to carry it on.
0: Mm. And I think that you said it earlier, and I just want to close out with this statement because I think it, or a phrase, humility creates creativity and inspires creativity. And the reason is, is because you know that you're not here to solve all of the world's problems you're not there to be the best church that's ever existed. And that, that, that releases all of that unnecessary pressure, unnecessary, um, consciousness that all of a sudden now you're able to say, we're just a part of this. Let's, how can we create, how can we give more based off of what's already here versus trying to build a new stream? Um, Let's, let's just, instead of building a new river and I'll edit that instead of building a new river, um, let's just find a stream off of the current river that already exists because this is a living. I just, what what did you say earlier? It was a living, living um, tradition. Oh, what a great, great way to think about this
1: or another way to say it that Thomas Merton says that it, it's a current of uninterrupted vitality. It's like, we want to sell water by the river. Yes. <laughs> it's like, no, <laughs> yeah. just, just get people to the river. It's yes. been flowing for a long time. Oh you know, my gosh. it's the portion yes. of the river that you show up at, you know, yes. you don't have to sell or buy it. Oh <laughs> my goodness. It's, it's, it's coming from some other place and going somewhere. That's uh, no, beautiful. Maybe just allow that part that you arrive at to, to wash over you.
0: Yeah. And we want, you know, we, I, I've, I've known Jeff and George for a long time and, and I know that they're authentic, but we, we want to invite you to come and experience that for yourself. And that's, that's what being, um, you know, coming in, in person to some of the uh, services, the preview services, if you can make some of the dates, but as we move into Easter and as we move into some of these other, um, once we're able to meet on a weekly basis, we really want to encourage you, um, to come and experience it and to know that you're not going to be asked to believe a certain thing in order to be there and to enjoy and to know that there will be this blending of the old and new. And no matter where you are, you really are welcome because this is a core value, um, that both of these guys embody. And, um, and I have experienced it. And I know a lot of the people that are coming on Sundays are experienced it too. So, um, We love you guys. Thank you guys so much for listening. Follow us on the website. Uh, That's the best way to find out updated service times, all the fun things we've got planned. We love you. Thank you guys so much for listening and have a great week. Take care.